0: Hey folks, welcome in to the Pro Football Ireland PFI College Football Show, Michael McQuaid, Dara Carter, Connell Digan on what can only be called a season finale. What season finale? I know people are asking, but it's the end of the college football season. This Monday night coming, as Michigan are going to face Washington. Uh, before we do any of that, bring everybody in. Dara, starting with you. How's everything on our ma? Uh, I'm presuming he's won the mechanic copy over there, yeah?
1: Um. No, that... Uh, it's a team <laughs> of young fellas. It's sort of daunting when you see lads younger than yourself lining out for your county team. This is the first time that realization has set in for me. So, uh, yeah, okay, wishing the boys all the best, but um, uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Need to get Collie Hannahman
0: back in the lineup as well at some stage. If, if you think that's bad, just wait until you know the next three World Cups, not the press, yeah. <laughs> watching all that, especially like 2018. That was my World Cup i remember telling stephen kenny in circle cam monaghan connell that i was gonna go to the world cup for him in 2022 didn't happen didn't happen for him either what's crack?
2: good but, uh, Kerry, i think are about to play in about two hours so I my head down to austin stack park there's actually a lad who i went to secondary
0: school austin with stack park austin stack park yeah, yeah.
1: Um, he's club
0: yeah they are oh, the the throne man Kieran Donna. Um <laughs> the arm the armad <laughs> He's the only thing that three together. <laughs> I I have to give a shout out here to Connell I'm not sure, and Dara, feel, feel 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 to try mining this, but I like look. I I I went to bed with good intentions the other night, and was going to watch the games in the morning. Woke up half two in the morning for no reason whatsoever. On New Year's night. And ended up watching the whole of the Texas Washington game live. Connell Dagan was up watching the whole thing. I mean, are you mad, man? In the the six AM in the morning. I I I must admit,
2: I did go to bed about halfway through the third quarter. Did go to bed halfway through the third quarter, but you know my instincts were right. I think I just kind of reached the point where it was like I picked washington to lose so they're gonna win now anyway so it doesn't really matter if i go to bed or not like the universe has already d- decided that they're gonna win anyway
1: the game was ridiculously late um for us the the times during bowl games oh, they're are, like, so long. like they're i was aw-
2: i was awake at the halftime and i was just sitting there um like i was talking to one of my friends just on the phone and i was like talked to him it was like oh, i'll talk to you for you know a little bit while the half time's on half time went on for about 30 minutes and i like i hadn't even realized until i like checked my watch like that's how the it's, only, it's too it, long like
1: the only relatively good thing we have is we have the like uh, sky ads see the american ads if you want to watch an american stream i don't know oh, no. They mess are you
0: kidding me right now anything you want
1: Oh uh, no like there are one... shut
0: up it's four o'clock in the morning yeah, no.
1: that was is horrendous too. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I need to start muting TVs more. If, if later I, I later.
2: see, if I see the um, what's his name, the Tom Grennan uh, <laughs> Gillette ad, one more time. What a tune!
0: <laughs> what? An I'll just, I'll just man.
2: never that shave is. again if I have to see that ad <laughs> one more time.
0: Oh Jesus, boys! Um, it's it's been good crack this season. I mean, it started off in the Aviva, literally. And it's, it's ended up in January in a situation where Sky now have college football, which is awesome. And we now sit, you know, hopefully the next time we're talking, we're going to be standing in front of McAfee and the boys. Let, let's see what happens. I guess, first off, just from the both of you, I'm going to go off script here in this whole podcast. Did the college football playoff get it right? Dara, start with you. I'm going to say yes. I mean, FSU were completely blown out. Or do you feel now that even from watching... The way FSU played, um, the way Alabama played, do you still feel that FSU deserved to be in the top four regardless?
1: Anything, uh, like there could have been any outcome and FSU fans wouldn't have been happy. Uh, At this point, I really don't care and I'm just trying to enjoy the games. So, I mean, yeah, them losing by 60 certainly doesn't help their whole side of things, but um, yeah, I... I believe they got it right. I mean, at the end of the day we got two games that came down to the final play. so what more could you possibly want than that?
0: I love it like the shut up Michael response perfect. yeah, Ronald, <laughs> what are you racking before we move on?
2: uh yeah now to be fair to Florida State, the game they played like they're they're missing I think about like thirteen or fourteen of like they're best players like nine people sat out that game. they're obviously missing Jordan Travis anyway. Uh, Tate Rodemaker who was the backup quarterback he entered the portals they were down to their third choice guy anyway like it was they were always basically going to lose if they won then maybe it would have been a case of how the hell weren't they in the playoff you know like so maybe it was kind of a good thing that they did lose just for everyone's like mental sanity
0: uh, in that sort of a way Uh, just from looking at both games just to start off with and and then we'll get into a couple of different things and then actually preview the bloody game on Monday night uh another late night for all of us get the violins out nfl on saturday nfl on sunday college football on the monday i mean it, at least you know none of us have any jobs to go to on the tuesday morning lads you know
2: i i haven't checked my timetable for college yet i think i might that not. must be awful i
0: mean you should just say you're sick enough to go in like it's grand ah oh, we'll, we'll see we'll see i think darman kicked out if he says and then so we, we, we will say now how we have no association with any university on the island of ireland um Rose Bowl. Now, Dara, you were very controversial, not, not, not controversial, you, to be fair to you, you were sort of bang on in terms of what you said about Jalen Miller on that reel that went semi-viral on social media last week. He didn't have a great end of the game at all, and i seen him go off at the end after that play in overtime, where he was He's literally inconsolable. Do you reckon after that he'll come back and play every year? Because you don't want that to be his last sort of play. I mean, he could be, he could, he might not be the starter there again based on it. But do you think he won't commit to the draft now? Or just, just what was your general thoughts on that game? Like that, like Michigan getting over the line, you could see the emotion at the end of it. But you could also see the emotion of how proud Nick Saban was of his team. And I haven't seen him that emotional in quite a while, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah, well, well I think safe to say, Saban will be back for Milro. Um, it's worth mentioning that in after spring, usually when all recruitment and and um, transferring is wrapped up, Saban was still out looking for another quarterback. That quarterback came from Notre Dame. He has now transferred back to Notre Dame to play a different sport. So that tells you all you need to know about what Alabama's quarterback situation was like this year. I feel bad for Milroe slightly because like this, the snaps was the big storyline in this game. And as someone pointed out, I think. Like this has been an ongoing issue for Alabama. We never really hit on it in this podcast. Maybe we should have. Like, uh, when they were pretty convincing in the SEC Championship game, you still had um, Jalen Milrow 15 snaps below his knees in that game, which it doesn't sound right, but it is. So you know, this has been an issue going on all year. It kind of came back to bite in the very last play—a low snap, kind of threw out the whole design run off. I don't know if it would have worked out for Alabama anyway. But yeah, thoughts on the entire game. It was a, a, a nail-biting game. It was more a game of who could make less mistakes. I suppose that's kind of what you get when you have two teams as like a, two teams run systems so advanced. Diseases very similar to NFL uh, ways they've seen run in Alabama and Michigan. So you've kind of got you know nineteen, twenty-year-olds like who are just trying to get their head around whatever they have to do in each play, and so obviously you're going to get mistakes here and there. So it was about who made the last mistakes. Michigan got off with one of the worst special teams performances you'll ever see um, and almost killed them at the end with that. Uh, somehow that didn't end up in a safety, the very last muff punt in regulation, one of the wildest plays you'll ever see. But yeah, um, a game of mistakes. Eventually Michigan just did what Alabama are. They became Alabama at the end of the game, which is funny to say, like, out Sabin Saban when it came to that last overtime and last drive of the game that's just where they turned it on it showed that pedigree that we've known they've had all year and so yeah happy for Michigan obviously disappointed I am a big Saban fan but I mean this is this is the Rose Bowl that that we deserve to
0: have which was a nail-biter into overtime again it was a classic like that like that comeback was unbelievable and it was Alabama-esque I mean we'll we'll not spend too long on it but i'll go to i'll go to you connell just in terms of talking about the sugar bowl i cannot believe that was it was it one minute left on the clock and we thought that texas were not going to get the ball back and then they did and obviously washington's past defense as i really wrecked something beside me here is not good at all But the fact that they got the ball down to where they got it down to with one second on the clock they literally had every opportunity they could and they couldn't do it but that Washington offense is class sir but you were bang on like Tommy I'm going two different ways here you were saying last week with Sanders be, being one of the standout players for you I can't wait to see him in the NFL he looks so oh, good yeah. I think he was almost injured towards the end but came back in they almost got there at one point in the third quarter I thought they were going to bring on Arch Manning it didn't happen I was going to go crazy on social media two great games and now Washington get to the very, very end. And I think a lot of people that have real estate in Houston and money and tickets are not going to be happy come Monday night now now Washington are in instead of Texas.
2: Yeah, no, that was, like, both games were, like, basically how we thought they were going to be. Like, one was a defensive kind of shootout performance where it kind of did come down to, I think I said it's going to come down to who wins the most moments, basically, and that's kind of what happened um, in the end. And then you have the offensive shootout, especially in the first half where it was 21-21 at the half, and then both teams kind of settled back into the game in the second half. Um, I think what really stood out to me is, like, They have uh, Washington have like three receivers, two could two or could probably go in the first round. But like they're going to have three receivers go in the first three rounds, probably minimum of the draft this year with Romeo Duns, Jalen Polk and Jalen McMillan. Like, that's how good like all these guys are. And then obviously, you know, Dylan Johnson, the running back was technically the reason they almost lost the game at the end because. The whole the whole reason there was a, there was a minute left on the clock was because he went down injured at the end of the game, which caused them to use a timeout to stall the clock while Texas had no timeout. So that like he basically almost ruined the game for them by getting hurt, but he I think he had two touchdowns on the day or he had one touchdown on the day. Um but yeah, like it was it was a really just fun game to watch, and then waking up in the morning, you know, kind of knowing the results, but then you're seeing all the twists and turns with like turnovers and forced fumbles. Braylon Trice actually had two. He either had one forced fumble and fumble recovery, or he re- recovered both fumbles. He definitely forced one of them. I know that, but yeah, he's he's an immense defensive presence as well on that. And I I just want to go back to the last game because one thing that stood out to me was the last play of the game where um uh where Milrow just you know basically it was a QB like run at the end of the game and he just kind of runs straight into the running back. And one thing that stood out to me was when we were at the atlanta falcons and jacksonville jaguars game in london earlier this year i went to the press conference after that game to the falcons press conference and i asked um arthur smith why didn't he just run the ball on fourth down at the end of the game with uh tyler algier and he was basically like we the reason we rolled out is because you create a chance where the quarterback kind of run it in or you have people open you're basically creating havoc It it, all around the place and that's kind of what people after this game were saying why didn't alabama just do a like like a little rollout play where they have multiple options instead of the one singular option of running the ball so i think you know that's kind of interesting kind of proves why i'm not an nfl coach and why arthur smith is an nfl coach even though he clearly can't draw plays for
0: you know three of the best offensive
2: weapons in the nfl i'm
0: definitely gonna watch that press conference back there at some point see what connell done there um here it's it's the last episode of the season unless you boys want to talk about you know college football recruiting for the next two months I, I don't see the uh the need there might be a bonus with jim nagy coming up we'll see i mean you're more than welcome on that but it is the oh there we go it's, <laughs> it's the final, <laughs> the people in the audio only sorry folks my bad but yes Lara has a hat i'm, I'm enjoying it get, get the recruiting hat on you and um, yep. actually looking forward to the senior bowl coming up in a few weeks it's always whenever I'm on a plane going to Super Bowl It's really annoying I, want, I promise it's not us we will go at some point to mobile over the next few years if races can sponsor us that'll be awesome lads highlight of the college football season now if you can hear my dishwasher in the background I'm sorry maybe that's the highlight in this podcast this season but it's so hard to pinpoint some certain things When you look at the first Saturday of the season, Dara, and you see the amount of games going on, the madness, where do you start? What build-up do you watch? Who do you bet on? Which team do you support for anybody, especially outside of North America? It's very, very difficult. So I'm going to make my highlight of the season very easy. I'm going to say two highlights. First off is Connell Diggins asking Sam Hartman a question at 5 past 11 at night. And secondly, I'm sorry, it's the Pop-Tarts Bowl last week. I keep watching (laughs) the video of him coming up i mean like that was i think connell sent the video and of him smacking like smacking jesus <laughs> the 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 and then also i'll just make a point now it's, it's a highlight technically if i hear another american say that europeans would not be able to comprehend certain types, oh i'm not sure i'm done so shout out to barstool for triggering me this week, Dar, have you any highlights apart from you really getting arrested in the Aviva, or what, what's
1: the? Um, well, that was up there. That really started the season off a good note. Loljk,
0: um, obviously, well, that, that. Yeah, was, yeah.
1: No, please give me a pass next year, again. Um, so our <laughs> <laughs> highlights of the year—it's it, as you said—the season is so expansive that it's hard to pinpoint one or two. Like, if you're talking best games, that first Washington Oregon game. I think was really, really amazing. Had the the storm of the field after, had the siren when Washington scored touchdowns in that stadium there. And everything like that's all really, really like I'm a big fan of that. Um other games, I mean Alabama, Texas was a good game. and uh, the whole build up to Michigan and Ohio State really is one of the most special times of college football season. I'm not the biggest bowl fan, I'm, I've always stood by saying regular season and don't expand the playoffs and make you know make Saturdays in autumn special and so that's a uh, I think they've achieved that again this year but yeah it's uh, there's almost too many uh like different little tiny things you know like um Oklahoma falling over on their way at the entrance ramp and having a big pile of bodies uh there was a coach somewhere who came out in a four-wheeler and like a, like a quad like
2: uh, oh, that, uh, that was the Mississippi State um yeah. But interim coach
1: <laughs> when he was asked why he said something like uh this to show them what integrity looks like something daft they just wanted an excuse to go out on the floor that's like prime college football moments things like that so yeah i'll give the call i don't really know I, I can't pinpoint one or one single part i think
2: looking at my kind of list i think the first one we kind of have to talk about and it's it's weird to think back on it now but like the coach prime like hype train like that wasn't even like that or uh, that, oh, that was that was the best 4 weeks of my life just talking about not like it was fun talking about the Colorado part and then having to find a player to talk about for Colorado state was maybe the not so fun part of it <laughs> um but um yeah that was like just insane because we kind of like built up to it and it was kind of like if they lost that first game This year, like they basically wouldn't have been talked about like the rest of the year. No one would have paid any attention to them. But then they did win it and it was like, okay, they're officially like a legit team, and we know how it kinda worked out the rest of the year, especially after the Stanford game where they were up by like two or three touchdowns. Like that was a really bad loss from them. But yeah, it was it was really fun just this year, just all the sound bites coming out. And then I haven't actually watched um any of the documentary that's come out or that is coming out or has come out on amazon prime yet um but that should be fun to watch because it's kind of all the ads i've seen for it is literally just stuff from the first four weeks so so i wonder what happens after the first four weeks on the inside and then i think and probably best moment like singular moment of the year um is the fourth and 30 uh alabama win and yeah. the against auburn like that is like the best play of the year like without a doubt i mean the way like i was watching that game i was wrecked tired i just wanted to go to bed and then i was like hang on you know what it's down to this like it's not going to happen anyway and then it did like that kind of encapsulates like why you kind of watch the games and why you watch the sport
0: is like stuff like that just can't happen out of nowhere basically the trick play from Oregon in the bowl game last begin was awesome as well prime on prime I gotta got watch that we've got like nine we've got like eight minutes so I gotta pre- we, we gotta preview this game boys and get picks in yeah. them sorry um from the Pac-12 to the Big Ten Big Ten are laughing here now on, on Monday night boys oh, yeah. uh obviously two undefeated teams going in for it for a start as we said at the start the committee are laughing and I can't wait to hear who you boys think are gonna win you know Michigan obviously for anyone that's not a fan of college football and is really starting to watch it this week because of the game we're looking at the semis it's gonna be really interesting to see next year how people get involved in this 12 team playoff especially maybe fans that watch the nfl primarily but you know michigan really dominated our alabama on top of the line of scrimmage and um, both offensively and defensively you've seen how hard how tough how physical the washington were they they really tackled well in the game in the Sugar Bowl and you look at their defense overall you know defensively they, they've allowed i think it's 10 points per game but michigan are allowing a lot more yards in the air i just feel like i could sit here for five minutes and say different stats on both quarterbacks on how many points they could both put up but i'm gonna be bored and just say i feel like this is written in the stars jim harbour this is written in the stars after Everhand this year that was thrown against him the College, the players they had the wake for him, he came back. I just feel like Michigan are going to go out and put up 20 30 on them. And I, I, look, it'll be close, but I, I think Michigan will, will will win this on Monday night. What's yeah, well, fun? they're
1: definitely, definitely going to be the favorites. Um, they have won more convincingly than, than Washington have pretty much all season. Uh, so I mean, it's a an amazing Washington offense versus an amazing amazing Michigan defense. and then you're gonna get a middling Michigan offense versus a bad Washington defense. So that might just be the difference there. Um, really interested to see uh, Phoenix and Odon's and uh, West over the tight end. all those guys uh, coming up against this Michigan defense. So that's a really, really interesting matchup. Uh, Michigan's defense really had their way with Alabama. Uh, up front their pass rush just suffocated them so so many times so be interesting to see they didn't allow a single play of 20 plus yards against Alabama or sorry they allowed one play of 20 plus yards against Alabama and that's kind of like you know Washington's MO is those big chunk explosive players so it'll be interesting to see uh, how that plays out that dynamic of the game on the other side Braylon Trice is sort of Michigan's only chance to take over this game He. He had a really, really nice game in the Sugar Bowl, and they're going to need that and more if they want to slow down this this offense. And um, run defense has been suspect for Washington all year, and Blake Corm is playing at a level, probably the best running back in college football in terms of pure runner right now. So, and, and don't forget they've got Donovan Edwards as well. So that's just like it's going to come down to those couple of players. You have very few different. Um, like they're very different uh, styles of game for both of these teams, but yeah, it's going to come down
0: to those one or two players making a play at the end of the. Connell, do you? I presume you say your weekly thing now, but with Washington, are you going to pick them or not pick them? I think,
2: look, I what I what I have written down here. What I have written down here is it's a great matchup and should be great all around, and will be most importantly, it should be a close game. I think. And I'm going to crown Washington national champions by picking Michigan to be national champions. So congrats to... So basically, I'm right either way because I'm picking Michigan. I'm going to pick Michigan to win. But maybe in the back of my mind, it's just because I subconsciously want Washington to win. Like, it's all all mind games at the end of the day, just with the universe, you know, and not with myself. I, I think Michigan wins because earlier in the year, we talked about them against Ohio State. And we were like, oh, the... The pass defense isn't great, and then they kind of shut it down for most of the game. And I think the only thing you have to worry about is that was coming up against two really top receivers in Harrison and Ibuka with a average-ish quarterback. Well, now we have a guy who could go in the first round of the NFL draft, a wide receiver who's going to go in the first round of the NFL draft, and then two other really good receivers along with West over the tight end. So I think it will kind of come down to basically if, if so, if something bad happens to Phoenix, like if he throws one or two turnovers or one or two interceptions, like they'll they'll lose this game, I think, and that's kind of what it'll come down to. I think Michigan just has a better team now. I said the same exact thing about Texas last week, so we'll have to see. Um, I think you know if if they lose this game, if Michigan lose this game, I wouldn't be surprised if Jim Harbaugh did not return. But if they win, I think he's basically like sold himself that he's going to be here until he retires and that's a good thing for Michigan because he's the top five coach in college football and if he leaves it's going to be really
0: really hard to replace him I think that goes into the bowl prediction college football NFL ish between now and the NFL draft I-, I think if they win Dara I think he's out the gap I think he's the Chargers head coach by well before Paddy's day very, very quickly after everything. Um, that there as well, and I also have Caleb Williams going to the Patriots first overall after Bill Belichick blatantly wins in his final game against the Jets, and they trade up and take the number one pick. i of got Caleb Williams Caleb Williams is going to be the QB1 in New England next year. Have you got anything you want to be bold about? Yeah, quickly. On?
1: Um, I think it, the conversion you you're saying if Harbaugh wins, he becomes an NFL head coach. I think If Washington win, I think Phoenix goes top 10 in the draft, despite being 24 Mm -hmm. years old.
0: And more injured Uh, than me on a sports dance. Go go for it, Colin.
2: I I have like two or three. I'll go with two because I feel more confident in them. I think now it depends kind of how the draft lays out, but it's more than likely there's going to be like all offensive players in the top 10 of the NFL draft pretty much. Like if you see any mock draft it kind of comes down to maybe one or two defensive players sneak in there and it's usually cornerbacks um but the offensive talent in this nfl draft is going to be like really fun to talk about when we get when we get around to it and then i think we either match or break the record for most wide receivers picked in the first round of the nfl draft like because we have probably four guys who i think are absolute locks to make it and then it's just kind of like do three other guys make it in to the first round, I think that that could happen. And it's very I don't think it's out there. I do think it does come down to all the, you know, senior bowl and shrine bowl and everything like that. If you know any defensive players really stand out at those games, then that could push some wide receivers out. But I think right now that's that's where I'm kind of standing on this. Um so
0: is everyone in Michigan or what's the crack here? So yeah I think so. Yeah. Get, get the you know the game day graphic like, like along the bottom of the screen. <laughs> Mark Hogan make a graphic for college football. <laughs> I will leave that with me, and just just want to say that you know for people listening, I think what Connell said there about the draft and stuff as well. Leave it with me. I, I got to go into offseason negotiations with these two bookles uh, here just to talk long term strategy. But uh, I'll say this: I've loved doing this this year. It's brought me more into college football. But I think you know, first off, it's great crack. We were in the Viva doing stuff. Um, what people don't hear or see behind the scenes is like these lads especially put a lot of stuff in the, the draft last year like, i got lads thanks a million like jesus i mean thanks so much for doing it i think it's been great great crack i'd love to keep it going Let, let's see the crack but um for now i guess we'll just enjoy this game on monday and, and just just take it from there but believe me lads i i appreciate it and i know i've heard from people even when i was at games in london and I've heard from people at live events that they're you know they're they're listening to it and, and they're enjoying it, and I have no doubt that we'll you know hopefully please go take it you know to the next step over the next few months. But uh, certainly appreciate you boys, and I can't wait to see where I'm watching the game in Belfast with Dara at two o'clock on Monday morning. Yeah. Wh- wh- where's the pub? Oh, um, uh, I don't want I don't want to say the um oh you can't because yeah you're busy at the minute you can't. <laughs> oh dear. Okay. Anywho. Anywho. <laughs> it's grand no lads led genuinely dark hundle thanks a million for for being a part of this this year and please go along me, continue long me it continue if you've enjoyed it this year folks please do leave a review on the podcast and get back to us hopefully we can keep it going uh, and I, I guess we'll all chat to you soon but for now it's here and i Kirby grow